Good evening, guys, ghouls, and girls, to the second episode of Spook Chatter, where we are talking about none other than the grandfather of gore, the Butcher of Plainfield, or also known as the Plainfield Ghoul. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, we are talking Edward Theodore Gein. This man's atrocious acts are what inspired characters such as Norman Bates from Psycho, Buffalo Bill from Silence of the Lambs, and one of my personal favourites, Leatherface from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre franchise. Edward Theodore Gein was born in August 27, 1906 in La Crosse County, Wisconsin, United States. He died in July 26, 1984, aged 77, in Mendota Mental Health Institute. His cause of death was respiratory and heart failure due to lung cancer. Ed was accused of 10 murders, but only convicted for two of them. The story of Ed Gein begins with his mother, Augusta Gein, she was the model for Norman Bates's mother in Psycho and Bates Motel, and inspiration for Buffalo Bill's woman suit in Silence of the Lambs. Augusta was born in 1878, La Crosse, Wisconsin. She was one of eight children. Her parents were German immigrants from Prussia who had left their homeland in the great old Lutheran exodus of the mid-19th century. Lutherans teach that every human thought and deed is infected with sin and sinful motives, and because of this, all humanity deserves eternal damnation in hell. Definitely seemed like a fun bunch to be around. Augusta married George Philip Gein on December 11, 1900, and gave birth to their first son, Henry, in 1902. George was an alcoholic and found it hard to hold down a job. Augusta ruled the roost. She wanted to leave her husband, but due to her strict and increasingly fanatic beliefs, she was not able to. This resulted in Augusta despising all men. Augusta hoped her next child would be a girl, but in 1906 she gave birth to Edward Theodore Gein. She swore he would not turn out like other males. She was very protective and babied her shy, sensitive son. Augusta was a God-fearing woman who tried to instill in her sons that sex was evil and women were instruments of the devil. Despite this, Ed worshipped his mother. Around 1915, when Ed was eight years old, the family moved to an isolated farmhouse outside Plainfield. Ed's first experience seeing something grotesque was when he disobeyed Augusta's rule and snuck into the slaughterhouse. He witnessed his mother slice a pig's carcass down the centre to release its intestines. Ed later admitted he experienced sexual pleasure at the sight of this. The only time Ed and his brother Henry left the farm was to go to school. Ed was known for his excellent reading skills, but he was bullied for a number of things, such as his congenitally lazy eye and a growth on his tongue that affected his speech. Due to this, he became withdrawn and very shy. When Ed attempted to make friends, Augusta would scold him. She would constantly remind the boys about the evils of drinking and women. She'd even go as far to tell Ed that for him to remain loyal to her, he must remain a virgin because sex was sinful and would lead to damnation. Ed had been brainwashed into thinking men were weak and he often thought about becoming a powerful female like his mother. 
Gein dropped out of school at 8th grade, helping his brother work full-time on the farm and doing the odd handyman jobs around town. Their father, George Gein, died in 1940 at the age of 66 from a heart attack. At this stage, the Plainfield community regarded Henry and Ed as a little odd, but helpful and reliable. Ed was even trusted to babysit the local children. Henry started courting a divorced woman and was making plans to move in with her. Henry would point out how unhealthy the relationship between Ed and Augusta was to Ed. He would criticise the overbearing hold Augusta had over Ed. Four years after their father's death, the brothers were burning off brush on the farm when the blaze went out of control. Ed stated to police he lost sight of his brother in the inferno, but after investigating, they found Henry's body with injuries to his head. Despite this, no autopsy was performed and the death was ruled as an accident. Augusta Gein's health was declining. Ed spent a lot of his time caring for her. It was around this time he began researching grave robbing, human anatomy and even extremes such as head shrinking. Augusta Gein died from a stroke on December 29, 1945 at age 65. Ed was aged 39 when he lost his mother. He boarded up her bedroom and sitting rooms like museums to ensure they remained in the same state and Augusta was buried with a headstone engraved mother. Gein was now alone for the first time in his life. This is where he begins his journey into pure madness. Gein was reported by neighbours to be smelling bad and that his appearance had deteriorated. 18 months after the loss of his mother, Gein is experiencing extreme loneliness, so he proceeds to dig up his mother's corpse, remove her head, and took it home to shrink using the method he had read in a book. After this, Gein developed a sick obsession to scour recent obituaries of women that were roughly his mother's age and would head to the cemetery to rob their buried bodies. Gein reportedly began creating a woman's suit so he could become his mother or at least a female. Gein admitted to dancing in the leggings and torso in the cemetery on a full moon. In 1951, Gein dug up a 51-year-old Eleanor Adams. Two hunters disappeared without a trace and 15-year-old Evelyn Hartley was abducted, leaving signs of a struggle in year 1953. In December 1954, a woman by the name Mary Hogan vanished from her tavern. Police reported finding blood and an empty bullet casing. Gein had developed a liking to Mary Hogan. She somewhat resembled his mother. Mary's suspicious disappearance struck up the conversation between a local man, Elmo, to Ed, thinking Ed's statement that Mary was up at the house right now was a joke, but in fact, Mary's head would later be discovered in a paper bag at Gein's house. Gein later told police he stayed and drank with Mary until she closed the bar. With no one else around, he pulled close the blinds, shot her in the head, put her body in his pickup truck, and took her home to defile. On November 15, 1957, Gein murdered Bernice Warden, the owner of a hardware store that she had run on her own since her husband died in 1931. Gein went into the store and inquired about the cost on antifreeze. When the store failed to open on November 16, 1957, Bernice's son, the local sheriff's deputy, became suspicious. Frank summoned the sheriff and they both went into the store. 
they found blood on the floor, a 22 caliber rifle out of place in the store, and while sifting through the store's receipts, found one for the purchase of one gallon of antifreeze, the last sale of the morning. The sheriff and deputy had their suspicions of Gein due to reports from neighbours of a nasty stench coming from the Gein home. That evening, they dropped in to speak to Gein, but he wasn't home. The pair returned for a second time, only to make the grim discovery of Frank's mother Bernice split like a deer and field dressed. Gein was arrested and was refusing to speak. Eventually, he confessed to the murders of Mary Hogan and Bernice Warden. Gein then spoke about his woman's suit and how inner days would wear it and dance at local cemeteries and how he took bodies home to make ghastly paraphernalia using castor oil to preserve faces. Gein was interviewed by a psychologist and psychiatrist assessing him as a sexual psychopath and schizophrenic. Investigators found male bones, the sexual organs of young girls and a gold tooth buried. Ed made furniture including a waste bin, chair covers, items of clothing, lampshade made out of human skin, bowls made of human skulls, a belt made of women's nipples, a pair of lips on a drawstring for a window shade, a number of vulvas in a shoebox, and four noses. I guess that answers the old age question that every child has. Who's got your nose? Ed Gein does. In January 1958, Gein was found legally insane and committed to Wisconsin Central State Hospital for the criminally insane. Gein developed dementia, cancer, and respiratory failure and died in the geriatric ward of Mendota, age 76. Gein was buried between his brother and mother's remains. However, over the years, souvenir seekers chipped pieces from his gravestone at the Plainfield Cemetery until the stone itself was taken in 2000. It was recovered in June 2001 near Seattle and was placed in storage at the Warshire County Sheriff's Department. The gravesite itself is now unmarked but not unknown. And that, guys, ghouls and girls, concludes our story on Ed Gein, the grandfather of gore. Thank you so much for joining me on episode 2 of Spook Chatter, where I dove deeply into Ed Gein's past. If you're interested in learning more about Ed Gein, then jump over onto YouTube. There are so many documentaries and informative videos, which is where I learnt a lot of my facts about him. I also managed to get my hands on the movie Ed Gein, The Butcher of Plainfield, which I only watched today after days of research and found out that he was depicted by none other than Kane Hodder, who for all of my spooky horror fans out there would know that he is also the actor that plays Jason Voorhees in the Friday the 13th films. That's a fun fact for you. <laughs> Thanks so much for watching. Thank <laughs> you.